Hello guys, and welcome back to my fanfic reading. So, it's nice to have you join me, and this is going to be, mm, how do I explain this? Uh, definitely very fun. <laughs> this is the first time I've done like a crossover thing, so I hope that you guys are with it. If not, then I apologize for this monstrosity that you're about to experience. But if you're here for it, then you're here for it. So let me give you like a little background before I go too nuts into this. Uh, this is called Make Me a Billionaire. But it's actually Billionaire. And if you know, then you know. Um, it's definitely an Animal Crossing reference. Um, this is a My Hero X Animal Crossing fusion situation main character gender neutral I didn't put any gender so I apologize my voice isn't super gender neutral it's more of a you know very feminine voice but otherwise than that I hope you guys are with it and let's begin make me a billionaire by the hooligan p available on AO3 to go please you say waiting for Brewster to pour you an iced coffee into the large cup Although you felt a bit shitty for not accomplishing too much, you rationalized that it was for the best. You'd taken too many responsibilities and you'd taken the day off just to mainly chill out and talk to the other villagers. The only thing left on your plans was a long reading session by the Rose Garden that had finally come into full bloom. It had been a passion project and now you could enjoy the fruits of your labor. Ready as always. Brewster said excitedly, handing over the green recyclable cup. Thanks for being such a good customer. I threw in a little donut there. You were shocked, looking up at the distinguished gentleman, gray hair tipped with white, deep etched eyes and long bird-like nose smiled at you, making the wrinkles around his eyes become visible. <laughs> wow, you're making donuts now? You asked excitedly, watching the gentleman blush, his monocle shifting up slightly with a smile. Well, I'm just trying it out. Sorry if I'm using you as a bit of a guinea pig in my experiment, but I trust you'd give me an honest opinion. You took in the beautifully wrapped donut and took a nice bite. You could have moaned as the soft, fluffy pastry dissolved into your taste buds. Washing it all down with a semi-sweet iced coffee, you smiled with absolute delight. Oh my gosh, it's just so good. You wouldn't happen to make any Boston cream donuts, would you? You asked, thrilled for more. I do, but I'm glad you like it. I'll wrap some up for you. But uh, what's the whole thing? I know you're usually running around and working on one project to the next. Adjusting the sleeves up slowly, taking freshly baked pastry from the oven, Brewster smiled. Um, you know, nothing much. I decided I need some me time. Brewster's eyes lifted. Brewster placed a syringe full of cream into the donut and then slowly dips the top in dark chocolate. That's wonderful. It's good to work, but everyone needs a day off. I hope that it's a refresh you, if at least a little bit. I feel honored that you make me a part of your chill day routine. Stop. 
You start feeling your heart blossom with its cute words. You hold back an embarrassing giggle. You're taking the small brown paper bag with the emblem of a pigeon. Thank you, Brewster. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. He says with a polite wave as you walk into the greater museum entrance. Passing by Blathers on the way, you walk quietly as he's always more of a night owl and had a bit of a habit of falling asleep, especially so early in the day. You weren't surprised to see him snoring at his desk, his casual explorer hat all over his face. <laughs> you shook your head lovingly as you make your way towards the exit. Without any worries, you make your way across the island, the new stone path making it easier to travel. Hey, where are you going? You can hear Denki yelling from Mabel's tailor shop. He runs to catch up with you. Oh, hey Denki, you yell back. It's Marty now, remember? I like to have a chill island name, just like everyone else. <laughs> you laugh at his comment. He was right. Everyone had come here to this island for a fresh start in life. And if you remember correctly, even Brewster Dave have been changed from Sajidiko Khan, if you had remembered correctly. It could be wrong. It had been so long since you called him anything other than Brewster. My bad, Marty. Oh, I love that Pum Pum Party t-shirt. Is that what that is? You say trying to distract him. Ah, uh, thanks. I just got it at April Sisters. But where are you headed? Oh, just got a little chill by the Rose Garden. Uh, Mr. Tom Nook is looking for you. He told me to tell you you can call him when you can. Your eyebrows raised. Hey, don't look at me like that. I'm just a messenger. He said it with a bit of a shoulder shrug. Oh, well, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. You say as he walks off. You continue on your path, momentarily stopping to watch Lily relax by the small pond. Her long green hair sprayed around her from her small froggy green bucket cap and cute fishing rod. Finally making it half an hour, you get to sit by a cute pink and white table with a matching chair set you'd worked so hard to build. You wonder why Tom Nook would even be looking for you. Your memory took you back to the first time you'd met him. He was your oh-so-generous benefactor. Your eyes unwillingly rolled as you took out your donut, still thinking on him. When you had first arrived, you were met here with all the people who also took this trip. Denki, Froppy, Shinso, Bakugo, Toga. They were all as excited as you were. And then you'd met him. Mr. Tom Nook, the sleepy-eyed, long-haired, eccentric billionaire. He was the first to welcome you, explaining that he wanted to make this island into a paradise. So he'd opened the island for construction, and he needed livable people willing to create change. Tom Nook was the perfect example of what a low five would look like if it was personified. 
The soft in his eyes, the well-built sleepy man often seen napping or working behind the scenes on a new project. The small scar underneath his black eyes and the sexy uncontrolled stubble on his beautifully structured face. It was rare to see a man so well shaped but also mentally sharp. It had seemed that you had quickly become his favorite and after some time of helping him start the first store and even building your house. You remember the shock of learning that your tent wasn't even free. <laughs> but you know, he didn't put much interest in the payments so you couldn't complain too much. He was always encouraging you to upgrade and live your best life. But that came with a caveat of more bells as payment. Nothing was ever free with him. You push that out of your mind. Today was a day to relax and not focus on the payments, although they were coming. Although you had spent two weeks without putting any payments towards your second floor renovation, you must pick up more shift from your island paradise planning job. But for now, you took a deep breath. <sighs> Enjoy the smell of the beautiful blooming roses. You'd lost track of time until you saw the sun begin to go down. Closing your book and deciding that you would go on your way to the residential services, where hopefully you'll see if you can find Tom Nook yourself. Hauling yourself to the center where Uraraka let you know that he had gone home for the day but to let her know if you had any announcement for tomorrow. Shaking your head, she told you to keep your chin up and you smiled and decided to go across the bridge home. Whatever it was could surely wait until tomorrow. And picking up some cherries and some beaches along the way, you hauled us all the way home. With your shoes off and KK Slider's new hit playing in the background, you recited yourself into cooking a meal. You were halfway done with the seafood, ahio, when a knock came through the door. You quickly covered the pot and let it boil. One second, you cried out because you knew that none of the doors have locks on it since it's such a safe island that anyone could just walk in. Opening the door, you met the sleepy-eyed Tom Nook leaning against your doorframe. Hey, can I come in and talk to you for a second? Tom asked in a very sultry voice. Oh, sure. Sorry about that. I was just cooking some seafood. Uh, would you like some? Well, I wouldn't want to intrude. No, it's not a problem. I made a lot and I don't mind sharing. You say, insisting. Tom follows you into the kitchen, where he sits and lets you finish cooking. I went looking for you at the residential services today, but Mar Marty told me that you were gone, that you were looking for me. Ah, uh, yeah, I was, but I ended up falling asleep at the beach. You know, the hammock was a really good idea, by the way. Slept like a 30-year-old baby. <laughs> Oh gosh, you served him his hot plate. Enjoy, you say, sitting it on the table. I will. You both proceed to eat and have small talk. 
This wasn't the first time he'd come over, but now your house was almost perfect. Well, that it was leagues above what it used to look like. Just a really bad one-floor studio house. Everything was cramped, but now you had some space. Different ideas and different areas for different things. I'll wash dishes for you. No, no, you don't have to do that, you say rushing to help. Chill out, relax, let's talk for a bit. You stared at him questionably, but conceded. So, how much do you have left on the deck? If you don't mind me asking. He let the water run, scrubbing at the most recently used plates. Um, I think around 900,000 bells I have left, uh, I believe, anyways. Why? Well, I have noticed that you're not really paying on the regular like you used to. Oh, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying... It's just I have to fix up my house and that costs materials and it cuts into my labor time and you know also work. No, no, I'm not saying anything bad. I just wonder if maybe we can come together for an arrangement that would make life easier for you. Like what? Your curiosity peaked. Before you say no, Listen to this. I can match any contribution in payment that you make. Also, award you a salary for island improvement. At least considering the great job that you have been doing, it would have really been a help at attracting tourism as you have a great eye for design. Yeah, but uh, what's the catch? You say knowing him better than before. This felt like too good of a deal for things not to come with a catch. He rinses the sud off the dishes silently as if he's choosing his next words very carefully. Well, I figured we can come to an agreement. Well, now I'm scared. <laughs> he laughs and accidentally splashed soapy water onto the white shirt. He says, taking off his shirt, exposing the long, tall, muscular traces of his back, the curve of the spine as it dipped and then extended into a thick behind. Oh well, I guess I'm gonna have to let this dry. Do you have a dryer? He turns, your lips pressed together as you see the soft mat of hair sprinkled through his thick, heavenly chest and down to his surprisingly muscular abs. His eyes follow your gaze, and as if taken back, his shapely arms cover his chest. Whoops! I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stare. Your eyes trying to stare at the floor, ignoring the heavenly built man in front of you. No, I'm just teasing you a bit. He steps forward, so close you can feel his breath in your ear. In truth, this is carpet of my little deal with you. He uses fingers to lift your chin so you can be eye to eye. The reality is 
pressed your palm to the lining of his erect cock. Slowly, he rubbed your hand up and down his immense length. You understand? No. His cocky smile. I can make all of your debt disappear. Your mind always recoiled at the thought of sleeping with someone for money. It's not like you really needed it, but would it be that bad? He wanted something, and... You might want something in return. Maybe to feel him beneath you, moaning your name. So what if you got paid a bit for it? It's not like you were planning on leaving the island anyway, so what was the harm? Do you trust me? That made your head snap back to reality. Um, I'm not sure. You said honestly. You know what I think, Kitty? I don't think it really matters. What's you and I continue this club. Try me out. See if you like it. What I have to offer you and you can make the final decision later. He tips his head up, half-lidded eyes intensely before he slides his finger into the band of your pants and draws them down and off. He wants you on the kitchen counter, wants to curl his hands around that delicate ankle and press kisses to the arch of your foot. He wants to hook those ankles over his shoulder so he can bruise and bite a soft thighs before he gets to place you your want in his mouth. His hand crept up to hold your wrist, lifting your body and placing it on the countertop, pulling your shirt up and over your head and you're bare before him now. When he bends down to lick up your body, his eyes focus on your lips as you gasp for air. Slowly, he presses your nipples into his mouth and nibbles down. You groan. You groan. And your fist, your fingers into his hair. You can feel his precum beating at the top of his cock and leaking through his boxers to squish against your thigh as he hungrily plays with the bud. Your arch up to his touch, moaning his name, and his fingers explore your sex. Is this better than mandolever? He joked. Playfully, he slapped his arm. Shut it. Come, make me. Your lips practically smash against him, and Tom hands grope into your body. Your hips, neck, shoulders, whatever he can grab on, they grope. His nails occasionally scratching at the skin, leaving red marks behind. Before you can melt into a puddle of horniness, he pushed you further back, shoulders pressed against the wall, your legs spread open. His hand scraped your leg, starting from your ankles as he kissed and nibbled to his way up. His soft bites tingling like fire as he gets closer to your sex. Reaching underneath, he teases your rim. He slowly sipped in the finger and his soft sigh left your lips as he pressed it in further 
Your breath hitched when his finger was pressed all the way inside. The feeling of burning breathlessness. Tom's fingers were long and wider than yours, expertly pressing in and out. Come, be a money pit for daddy. Tom purred. Come and make me, you reply. He takes it as an invitation, pulling you by your hips as he plunges into you. His ears twitch and jaws tighten. Such a tight hole for daddy. You're gonna fuck every bell out of me. You smile, reveling in the feeling of fullness. Your hands grabbing up to his hips, tail wrapping around your wrist when Tom starts fucking deep, lingered strokes at first. The drag of his cock inside of you, how you stretch you around his girth. The slap of his skin against yours. Your inhibitions are totally gone now as the heat that you share. You dug your nails into his skin, enjoying the deep pulsing sensations as you receive from every move. Tom Cox pulses in and thrust away in a rhythmic grind. Tom endures your blissful torture. I want more money, you moan into his furry ear. Give me everything. His face pinched shut. Fuck your money, hungry slut. He forces your legs together, making you fall back flat on the cold countertop. Oh, yes. Yes. You yell as the orgasm swept through. And Tom followed as your inner muscles squeezed at his cock like a hot west vice. He panted and then collapsed burying his face in his shoulder as the actual shocks reverberated. When the fog cleared, he pulled himself out of your body. Contact loss. His blood falls out of you, white hot cum dribbling its way down your thighs. And he grabs his pants off the floor, removing his phone from his pocket. One hundred thousand bells for this round. And if you want more... Come and get more. You lick your lips. That's not enough. I'm gonna need much more money than that, Daddy Nook. Okay, guys. Um, I don't normally do crossovers like that, but... I think this one was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this was done like literally at 3 o'clock in the morning. But it was definitely worth it. And I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll see you the next time. Bye.